Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Sports Overload. Here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, one of the busier days uh, in the world of sports about to unfold in front of our very eyes. Coming up on the program today, the BMW of Des Moines guest list. It's Thursday. Our buddy Stephen M. Sippel will join the program. Lincoln Journal stars where Sip writes. We'll take a look back at the um, well, embarrassing uh, performance out of the Huskers, or maybe it was just that the Buckeyes are that good. Uh, but we'll talk about that. We'll preview, Trent, am I... Over the top thinking, this is one of the bigger games this week, Northwestern and Nebraska. Well, and just because it's of where all they relative, sit, I guess. Right. I mean, they're both off to such disappointing starts. Yes. I don't know if bowl eligibility is in play here, but you know, one of the, I mean, clearly both of these teams need to win. They do. Nebraska's schedule much easier than what Northwestern has in front of them, and in that one... But it's about to let... I mean, still, no, they've got to get through October, so yes. point well taken. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's still not done for Northwestern. Right. You thought the schedule is tough. It's still going to be that way for a few more weeks. Yeah, but... because they've uh, the Huskers have who? Indiana, Purdue, and Minnesota, I think, and I'm going off memory. Winnable I games. Think. Right, winnable w- games. Yes. Winnable games. There's no more Ohio State. In front right, of them. Right. Uh, Lee Sterling, speaking of winnable games, he'll uh, give his opinion, hopefully have some winnable games. Coming off a bad week uh, for Lee. Uh, Lee doesn't have too many. We all do, and he had his last week, but uh, Lee's got a fresh set of games to take a look at today at 1045. In the 11 o'clock hour, we told you a couple of days ago, we get asked to talk hockey. It's hard to say no. Um, the Buccaneers were in yesterday. The Wild will be in today at 11 o'clock. Joe O'Donnell. By the way, Trent, are you aware that Joe O'Donnell, our friend, the voice of the Iowa Wild that you hear here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO is getting called up to the show. Really? Yeah, he's going to be... I don't remember the radio guy's name for the Minnesota Wild, but I think he's coming to the end of his career, age-wise. Okay. And um, I know Paul Allen's calling a few of the games. PA is actually going to do some uh, wild hockey. Uh, And so is Joe O'Donnell. Can, Can he holler... He is loose no. on, on the rink? No. Well, I guess they got a clear-cut breakaway. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't see too many of those in the NHL. Loose! Yeah, really. Zucker is loose! <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, uh, Joe O'Donnell's going to slide on in here at 11, and then we'll play the hits. Alex Halstead talks Iowa State at 11.20. Mark Morehouse back from his couple of weeks the off um, as he missed his first game. And how many years did he say? 20-something years. Yes. His daughter got married last weekend, so he was not in the press box at Kinnick for Middle Tennessee State. Lucky duck. Um, but he'll be back on the road this week, and he'll be back with us at 11.40 here today. So a busy show. I mentioned the sports overload. It is we got baseball unfolding today at 4 o'clock, which, oh, by the way, which is going to knock the Fanatics off the air, not only today, but tomorrow as well. If you're a fan of that show, and I know a ton of you are, it's incredibly well-rated. Um, 
and rightly so. Uh, the boys will be off today, likewise tomorrow. Uh, Murph and Addy get cut off today at 3.50, tomorrow a little bit earlier in that 3.30, but we'll have Cardinal baseball here. So you've got playoff baseball. You've got the Braves and the Cardinals. 7.30, you've got the Nationals heading to Dodger Stadium to take on L.A. 5.30, first pitch in L.A. Can you mm. imagine the traffic? How many, you're going to, you know, the first inning, they're going to pan through Dodger Stadium. Yes. Trent, you're going to think, wow. What the hell is going on? Do they not realize they're in the playoffs? There'll be one of those pictures that say, look at all the empty seats. Yes. And then by the time that... The third or fourth inning rolls yeah. around, it'll be absolutely packed. Normally a late arriving crowd already. Good point. Going to be even worse there with L.A. traffic. I've only dealt with that really once. Oh, it's awful. The Rose Bowl a couple years ago. Aw- when that wasn't bad because that was over the holiday it was. season. I-, I can't imagine Terrible. living in that. I-, I just can't. You know the worst traffic I've been in in a long, long time was O'Hare to downtown Chicago. Oh, yes. Flu- it was ugly this it's summer. Sheesh. It was like it took from O'Hare to downtown to, to the Magnificent Mile mm-hmm. was, I think, an hour and 20 minutes in the Uber. Hour and twenty minutes. Well, I stayed out uh, in the suburbs, and I told you I had to get on the road so early to, to beat, beat traffic. It. But you still didn't. I mean, it was better, but right as opposed to being, it was like I think I stayed like eighteen miles away, normal without traffic, twenty five to thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. But there's always traffic. <laughs> there's always traffic. Well, there is in L.A. And if I didn't get on the road by what was it like six fifteen? I think is when I normally yeah. did. Took about forty five minutes. If I'd wait till after that. Two, two and a half hours to go 18 miles. And I can't set up the equipment, so I was relying on you, and you came through, my friend. I did. I made it every day. Indeed. So the next time you're caught in traffic on 235 for the five <laughs> minutes or whatever, it's bumper to bumper. And you're honking your horn and, and all angry. And flipping the bird. Consider yourselves lucky, as I'm sure most of you realize as you move or get around the country and get caught up uh, in, in real traffic. Uh, looking forward to the show today. I want to talk to Siplik. I want to talk to all of them, but uh, I, again, I think Nebraska and Northwestern, both of these teams trying to get off the mat. They desperately need this. Let's go back to last night before we go forward to today. You know, was it, both of the wild card games were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think that the National League was better. Yes. But as you know, I'm a Charlie Morton fan. I like to watch him pitch and got out of a bases loaded jam in the first inning. A couple of more double play balls when he needed them in I think innings three and four. Got in trouble and was able to work his way out of trouble. Meanwhile, the balls continue to fly out of ballparks. Here's one thing I didn't know. Um, Alameda County Coliseum, where mm-hmm. the A's play. Do you know what the field is called? I no. Didn't. It's kind of like Mediacom Court at Carver oh, yeah. Hawkeye, y- yes, yeah, right? Yeah. I didn't know what the what the field is called. Take a guess. I mean, it's not corporate. It's not corporate. It's not corporate. It is not corporate. Ta- Jose Canseco Field. <laughs> you're in the you're in the ballpark. They were teammates. Carney Lansford. Carney Lansford. Terry Steinbach. T- uh, Terry Steinbach's a Minnesota guy, right? He is. Went New back home. home? Yeah, I think you're I right. I think it is New Ulm. I'm thinking the back of baseball cards. New Ulm, Minnesota. Walt Weiss? No, Ricky Anderson. Oh, okay. That makes a little more sense. Walt Weiss. Uh, one of the former manager of the Rockies. He was. Damn good shortstop. Well, then maybe that's a little over the top. but uh, A known shortstop. A known shortstop. Yeah, I didn't know it was called Ricky Henderson Field. I, I had no idea. And I flip on A's games in the evening, and too. So do I. I mean, not very much. But but yeah, they're, they're kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. But usually at that point, if I have an A's... Mariners game on. I'm really not paying a whole lot of attention. Yeah. I'm not deep I'm into you. it. Mm-hmm. It's scrolling through Twitter, reading message boards, and it's on in the background. We will never see another player like Ricky Henderson. No. Uh, no way. No. I, I mean, stolen bases, 
a part of the game, but nowhere near. And the leadoff home runs out of this guy. Mm-hmm. He's the best that ever played. Leadoff bat, leadoff batter is what I'm talking about. Get on, steal a bag, steal another one, and boom, boy, he could. Um, he was he was such a nightmare on the base pass for opposing teams. Last night, love the story of Yandy Diaz. Had him. Yeah, uh, how about that? Tell me about that. Well, I had him on one of my fantasy teams this summer as I was looking for help at third base, and but he hardly played. He got right? hurt. Right. And hasn't had a hit since July. Oh, just a couple of home crazy. runs. And both of those, he wasn't cheated on either no. one, both to right center and uh, including one in the first inning. So fun last night, but it's, it's on today, Trent, as we move forward here. How about the pitching matchup at Dodger Stadium? What would you pay to watch? Well, I can tell you what you'd pay to watch it. <laughs> uh, well, not bad. 38 bucks is a get-in price right now. Patrick Corbin, Walker Bueller. Bueller is a great story. This is a guy that three years ago was buying a ticket to get into Dodger Stadium to watch the playoffs uh, with his family. Now he's going to start game one uh, of this uh, series tonight. So St. Louis and Atlanta, Miklas and Keuchel, that's pretty good. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Cardinals have no chance. I think Atlanta's a better overall team, but I thought most teams that shared a field with St. Louis yeah. was a better overall team this year, and yet here they are. Patrick Corbin, a guy that was... Okay in Arizona, right? Last year, his contract year was better, but it sure. It was. And that's the case for a lot of guys. Absolutely. But it just felt like he was just going to be a guy. He's been more than a guy this year. And you put him with what they have with Strasburg, what they have, of mm-hmm. course, with what we saw with Scherzer. Mm-hmm. And then, I mentioned this yesterday, Annabelle Sanchez, your number four? He would be the guy. Annabelle Sanchez, not too many years ago, was a one. Yeah, oh, no doubt. It was a one. Detroit, so, right? Yes. Yeah. Lefty, he is a fastball slider guy. That's what Corbin is. He can shut down these bats. I hope so. I don't. I don't want this to be. I don't want any sweeps. I'm right there with you. Unless it's your twin sweeping the Yankees. I don't think anyone shed a tear for that. How well Ross Peterson might, but how good would that be? Now you got me dreaming here a little bit. So I have not seen tomorrow that game. uh, That series begins at six o'clock. I have not seen the starting pitching matchup. Have you seen who's going to start for your Twinkies? Still has not been announced what the Twins are going to do. Last week, or it might have been over the weekend, uh, I think Barrios was asked, and he he didn't say I'm going to be the game one starter, but he anticipated. He kind of went down that road. Mm-hmm. Nothing still has officially been determined. I don't know if that's the right move, though. Really? Who do you want? I want to see Oda Rizzi. And, and here's the other part. They're both on full rest, right? They this are, isn't yes. a, no, not, yeah. no worries there about that. But Barrios, Oda Rizzi, I think you're splitting hairs. I personally am more on the Oda Rizzi side. I think he's a little bit better against right-handers. Mm-hmm. Yankees are predominantly right-handed lineup. You know he's only going to give you five on any given night. That is very true. And, and Brios, I'm, that's kind of pitching anymore, though, isn't it? Yeah, Outside of a few guys. In the playoffs, that's fair. That's the way that it's going to go. But the other portion here is people think, well, it doesn't really matter. Both would start a game in Yankee Stadium. One will start game one, the other start game two. I completely disagree with that premise, though. I think what you need to do, regardless of who starts game one out of those two, mm-hmm. is make game two your bullpen game. You have the day off afterwards. Mm-hmm. You have the day off before the game back in Minneapolis so on Monday. So Barrios get pitches game three? Game three, and then, then what come are you back doing that for? way. Figure it out. Maybe even another <laughs> bullpen game. So it's probably Dobnik will be your starter, mm-hmm. and then you turn it over to the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And you have that off day in between, and you go that route. And game four, if you get to a game five, it would be the same kind of thing. It's going to de- determine, certainly, if you're down 2-1 in the series, that's a little bit different and makes it more tough. But certainly for game two, I believe that's what you have to do. I think that's the best course here if this team is going to win it. And the Twins' bullpen for months, you heard me complaining about how bad it was. Over the last three months of the season, it was really good. Trevor May finally figured it out. Guy that can pump it up there at 98. 
he's been incredibly good. Tyler Duffy, who was just a guy, all of a sudden he's throwing 96. Mm-hmm. To go with that big looping curveball, he's been incredibly efficient going forward. We know Taylor Rogers, the best in the back end of the bullpen. A couple other pieces have pitched pretty well. Can they shut down that Yankee lineup, though? Well, it's going to take five, six, seven guys. Gratterall, the young kid. That... It's going to take some offense because they're going to give up some runs. Yes, 103.9 in his last double-A pitch that he threw. Uh, he's out there throwing 101 for the Twins. Has been good his last couple, though. He got teed up early on uh, when he got called up to the majors. But they have plenty of bullpen are right-handed bullpen arms, and that's really what you need yes, indeed. against this Yankees team. I'm hopeful. I'm not optimistic. I'm hopeful that they can at least make this a series. I'm with you, Trent. I would love to see it. I'd love to see one of these two heavy heads get knocked off, uh, whether that be Houston or, or the Yankees. Just I'm, got I'm a text order as he is starting is game he? one. There you go. Uh, maybe you'll get your wish. Bullpen uh, in game two and uh, Barrios back in target field uh, for game number three. All right, so we got the baseball tonight. Can I for a second? What do you got? Would you mind? Oh, no. I see what you're wearing today. Uh-huh. Is this where you're going? Well, it... now this is an audio medium. He is wearing his <laughs> Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, well, it's opening night. Pullover. It's opening night. You're, you're excited about... I got to ask about... one question. I mean, one one hockey question. That's I promise that's all it's we're going to do. It's Iowa, Michigan I know. Week. I know. That's why I'm going to The Blackhawks are going to stink. The Wild are going to stink. And the Jets may be in that part. In the, they right might be in the bottom, them. too. Nah, I think they're a little bit better, gonna be but a little fan. Talking Central. Tough to talk. Predators and well, Avalanche. The Blues. Yeah, okay. the Avalanche are going to be really good. I think it's going to be the stars in the Avalanche. Oh, really? Dallas and Colorado to me. Are the you gave me a winner team. last night, too. Thank you for that. Did Overtime I? comeback winner with the Capitals. How about that? Over the Blues with some plus money. You know, I watched some puck last night. I, I did, too. I, well, you had, the, you had a bet on the game. That's <laughs> I was watching the Canadian teams, though. I oh, okay. The, uh, on, uh, on the center ice package. You are the one person in America probably watching so. the Senators? The Sens and the Leafs. Yeah, oh, probably man. so. Um are they still awful, the Senators? Yes, terrible, terrible. They, you know what? They Why is lot, that? Just because they're you know, they got a lot, a lot of young guys, they'll be okay. fine. It, it's a They'll draft get there. And, a draft and develop type of system there, and they're probably a year away, but they got some dudes. Uh, anyways, tonight we've got NFL football too. If, if baseball and oh, hockey yeah. for me aren't enough, NFL football is going to serve up a juicy little game from the NFC West. This is a good game, Trent. Yes. Rams and Seahawks. One of the better three. I mean, we had a good one last week. And a good one again yeah, this week. Yeah, we had week. a really good one last week. Eagles, who ran the football incredibly was, well against the did. Packers. After being down 10-zip, came back yeah. and beat them. Maybe figured out the blueprint of at least ways you can move the football efficiently against the Packers and defense. don't think that Ezekiel is not licking his chops <laughs> well, in anticipation of Sunday for that very fact. I am looking forward to that one late afternoon. And it's the country. That's the only game, right? I mean, I think there's a one more game, but that's the national game. Yes, and everybody across the country will get it. Your Broncos play the, at the Chargers. 305. Uh, I'll be the one. That's the only other game, though. Good. That's so all we need. You are not hopeful with your Broncos at all. You want them to no, lose. No, I am hopeful with my Broncos. I'm hopeful that they lose all the rest of their games. You want Tua? Yeah, I guess. Justin or, Herbert? Or trade, or trade, because I they just drafted Drew Locke. I'm not sure he's the answer. Okay. They Look, a- Josh Rosen was a 10th overall pick in Arizona. Says, you know, we got the one overall pick. We're going to trade the guy we took 10 overall the year before, and they did. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not crazy to think that the Bronx will jettison Drew Locke before he ever throws a pass, if indeed they get to it, which I don't think. But it's all about rebuild now. It's all about rebuild. That's the only way you're going to get better, and this thing is rock bottom. Rock bottom. Uh, they're not going to lose 16 games, but if they lost 14, I'd be fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know that will be a top five pick at the yeah, very least. Yeah, Delpit from LSU is a top five player. He would fit certainly, and um, the safety. Like there's a couple of Hawks that are going to hear their names called pretty early. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive lineman at Ohio State is pretty darn good in his own right. So um, if you're if you're a fan of a team that's off to a terrible start, we can look forward to April and the drafts in Las Vegas, which is going to be really cool. Ooh. I believe I'm not sure where on the strip it's going to be, but the draft, the 2000 NFL draft. Boy, it's sad when you're an NFL fan. And you're already looking forward to the that. 2020 draft tool is <laughs> right around the corner. But it's, it's in Las Vegas, which is kind of cool. that's awesome. I'm, I'm actually just to see how Vegas does. In fact, I think we should... Should make that happen? Let's put our heads together. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, and that's going to be really cool, too, is the, uh, is the Hawks tournament at the, uh, at the Orleans. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they're going to do very well. Um, Texas Tech in the first round. Yeah, good luck. But, Minutes away from a national championship last yeah. year. There's mm-hmm. going to be... A, will there be a lot of Hawk fans make their way out oh, there? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot's a relative term. Because when are the games? Are they Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or There's Friday? only two games. It's only four teams okay, are so only out there. Okay, so is it Thursday? Because I, uh, I mean, the football game's in Lincoln on Friday. It is, yes, correct. So that's going to split the audience, I would think. One thirty start, is that right? For? For the Iowa-Nebraska yes, game. Yes, it's afternoon. So looking, uh, let me pull up the calendar here. Yeah, Thursday, Friday will be the two basketball games. Yeah, so you can't do both. You really can't do both. What, like, go, go, go to a basketball game and then fly to Lincoln? That's not going to work. No, and they pull the shocker and beat Texas Tech and you're not going to watch yeah, a championship? I don't, well, <laughs> what if you already have if you already have your tickets, you're kind of yeah. clubbed. Uh, I'm trying to find that game. Friday, uh, 1.30, BTN. Texas Tech, Texas is 11. Missouri, Arkansas, they're always at 1.30. Um and then a bunch of TBAs. Anyways, don't fast forward us to late November. No, I'm not, Trent. I don't want to do that. I want to take. I want this to slow down. It's the best month of the calendar season, and it's not even close. Speaking of Iowa basketball, Big Ten Media Day yesterday, which talk about coming out of nowhere. Well, true, and you know what? There was a quote that came out of nowhere. I thought from Fran McCaffrey on Jordan Bohannon that said, "My takeaway was I don't think he's completely shut him the out." If you're Bohannon, what do you want? Do you want to come back to school for another year? That's his question. Yeah. Do you want to stay in school for one more year? Or are you ready to start your adult life? He wants to be healthy. That's what he has said before. He has said repeatedly. Which is, which is, why, I, that's, which is why I hope he's going to take the year off. Mm-hmm. Come back and go to school and, and play his senior season healthy rather than rush your way through it at less than 100%. I'm right there with you. The other quote that jumped out to me. Mm. Now, for years, I have laughed and we have joked about Fran McCaffrey going over the top. He he puts these comps out for players. Comparisons to his guys, Jordan Bohannon, he once compared to Steph Curry. <laughs> but this one, yeah. this one from yesterday. And, and look, I like Jordan Bohannon. Jordan yes, Bohannon yeah. will, will always have given us one of the more memorable moments in sports in our state. Yes. I mean, that'll never, the Chris Street miss free throw will never be forgotten. Whether you're a clone, well, the clones may be forgotten. But, but well, that, that's one of those moments that last stand the test of time. There is no doubt. It, this one, this is even more ridiculous than that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how I missed it. All right. I got to find the direct quote here. Here it is. Talking about Jack Nungy. Mm-hmm. Jack's got passing feel. His feet didn't even hit the ground after coming up with the turnover. The ball was gone. That's like John Stockton stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Jack Dungey. John Stockton. Mm-hmm. Whoa. 
Yeah. I mean, you talk about cops. Yeah, one of the top 50 players of all times. Reaches. Look, a, I like Nunji. Nunji's yes. going to be a big factor on this team He's this year. He's a 6'10 power I know, forward. and you never think, you never, you know, John Stockton never quite got that big. Boy, his shorts were nasty, weren't they? Those short shorts that Stockton used to wear. Oof. Riding up high. Yes. He'd get down on that but defensive Jack crouch. But Jack John Stockton, interesting comp. Interesting. Not sure I would have gone there. I get it. This is McCaffrey. This is who he is. He's hyperbolic with his statements. He pumps his guys up. But you he know where you know where he wasn't hyperbolic for the first time ever, thankfully, when he talked about how tough their non-conference schedule is. Yes, this is no joke this, this year. This is no joke. And it's too bad he doesn't have one of the teams that, you mm-hmm. know, would just, you know, kick you know what and take names throughout the month of November. This November, December, it's salty, gang. I mean, you're going to be And if they're not 5 and 0 oh, through the first 5, look out. It's going to be Big time trouble. Mm-hmm. This team is not going to have a winning record going into the meat of the Big Ten schedule after those two early games. Who Look are at the, the early games this year? Because they're still over December in the Big Ten. They are. It's at Michigan and okay. then the Gophers at home. So maybe you Minnesota. get the Gophers. You yeah. would. You would. Yeah. Hope. Maybe you get the Gophers. But this stretch: Texas Tech and Vegas, mm-hmm. and then either Creighton or San Diego State. Okay. At Syracuse, at Michigan, Minnesota at home, at Iowa State, Cincinnati in Chicago. Oh my God. Outside of the Minnesota game, find a win. I don't know if you can. Uh, not I don't know if they have a better confidence, a better than a forty percent chance of winning any of those games. So give me those again. Texas Tech, Texas Tech, Creighton, San Diego State, Syracuse, Syracuse on the road, Michigan on the road, Minnesota, Iowa State on the Iowa road, Iowa State, Cincinnati, and Chicago. And Cincinnati's going to be preseason, certainly top twenty, maybe top fifteen. Look out below. Uh, 10-22, we'll take our first time out. We're going to head to Lincoln, Nebraska. Huskers, Wildcats. Go Cats. <laughs> Pats, Cats? Pats, Cats. It's a big game, Trent. Both of these teams really need it. They really need it. If they are going to find a way to get bowl eligibility, this one's huge. Look, Northwestern's one of the worst offenses in college football. Mm-hmm. I mean anemic, inept. All of those adjectives fit when it comes to uh, Northwestern offense. Defense is salty. Nebraska, do you think, uh, what was their big talking point this week? Don't let Ohio State beat you twice. Sure. I can buy that. I can too. I can too. We'll take a timeout. Stephen M. Simple joins the program next. Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He's got a five-pack of games to opine on. His game of the week as well. We're here until noon. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. I think it was good the first time. He's got, he's got his own theme music, Stephen M. Simple. Oh, take it away, Loretta. It's going to be sta- stated by a different man. All right, coming up on 1030, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. You had enough of that, Sip? I think I have. How about you? I think it's all right. Okay. Hey, what's not all right is, um, boy, the record of Nebraska and Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern, the schedule, thought maybe they'd struggle out of the gate. 
I guess I want to go back to last week, Sip. Was, is Ohio State that good? Is Nebraska not ready for prime time? A combination of both. That was eye-opening, Sip, on a lot of fronts. Yeah, sure was. I, I mean, I think that, in, I mean, in some ways it's surprising and kind of jarring, but in other ways it's really not. I mean, I, the discussion here in this neck of the woods last week was if Nebraska turns the ball over, if it goes minus three, um, you know, minus four, even minus two in turnover in the turnover column, that would be a problem. Well, they turned it over and, you know, they threw interceptions on three of their first four possessions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so in that sense, you know, why would we be overly surprised? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's not that simple. I mean, part of this is what you guys saw. You can you, you saw with your eyes yep. how good Ohio State looked. Ohio State is, uh, uh, I think that, 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 I think that, I mean, come on now. I mean, if that team doesn't make the college football playoff, I think we're all going to be surprised. A- absolutely, right? Sip. I mean, the days of uh, the Big Ten being left out, especially with this, this group uh, in Columbus, uh, it's not going to happen. Likewise, I think I'd say the same for the Big 12, too, because Oklahoma certainly got our attention. Maybe for the first time, we're going to see you know a, a conference not get two teams in. See, that is the SEC, which which I'm all for. Um, here's the thing, Sip. I don't think we can – Trent and I started this. He kind of gave me the eye. <laughs> when I, this thing in northwestern Nebraska, I think, is a big game this weekend. Kind of for, you know, not the reasons you would – well, we must have two unbeaten teams if that's what you're calling it. No, that's not the case. This is a big spot, though, Sip. Both of these seasons, I don't want to say on the brink, but, boy, a win would sure feel good for both of them. Oh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, it's, I know it's – I mean, with Nebraska, it, it feels like every game is big. I always say it. It's big when Nebraska loses, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, this is – Northwestern's in a bit of a corner, right? I mean, they're 1-3, 0-2 in the league. They have uh, – do they have – I think they have Ohio State and Iowa coming up. Um, is that right? I mean, look at their schedule. Look what they have. Um, they got to get a win. I mean, yeah. they, they need a win. They need to win badly. Yeah, they got a bye bye week and then Ohio State Iowa. You're 100 percent right. Right. So they got. I mean, look at what they're staring at right now. Mm. If they don't get a win, they're staring down the back barrel of one and six. Right. So um, that that's a that, now. So that's a problem right there. I imagine they feel backed into a corner right now. So they're dangerous. Nebraska, on the other hand, I mean, it's. We're talking about a team that still has designs they, in their minds on winning the division. Uh, it'd be hard to win it now if you get out of the gate uh, with two quick losses, right? Ohio State and, and this one. They have the win against Illinois, so they're sitting at one and one. They still think they have a chance. Now, that would really, it, they'd really be up against the wall if they don't, especially with the, the November schedule they have. So, yeah, and then just the just the whole optic. I mean, they should. This is a Northwestern team that comes in with a really bad offense. I mean, one of the worst in the country. Terrible. And yeah, terrible. And and if they, if Northwestern was able to come into Lincoln and win, you know, there'd be it get the grumbles would get louder. So yeah, I, I feel like it. I'm with you on this. I, I think it's a really big game for Nebraska. Sip, speaking of those grumbles, certainly a lot of them Saturday night, and of course uh, plenty of Iowa fans also getting in the mentions of people on Twitter and going after them. But got to get your perspective on this. Tommy Frazier, certainly a beloved son of Nebraska football. 
calling out Adrian Martinez, maybe. I, I think certainly you can read into it, saying it's time to put another quarterback in the game after the interception there. But surprising to see. Tell us about Tommy Frazier, his relationship with the program as a whole. Well, I, I Tommy's got a. I mean, I don't know exactly what his relation. I don't know how to characterize it. Tommy's very outspoken, though, Trent. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy will will share his feelings, whether those feelings are popular with the masses or not. Now, he's always been that way. He was that way as a player. Um, not necessarily, not necessarily, you know, with commenting on broader issues, but just a willingness to get in people's face. He wasn't that popular as a player. He was never a captain. So he's that way. He can be kind of caustic. That's kind of his his way. I, I mean, I don't know what his relationship with the program is. I don't think it's bad. I think he, I think he wants badly for Nebraska to, to be a strong program. Now I, I know what he tweeted. It didn't really make much of, I don't think it, you know, well, it hasn't been talked about much here hmm. I mean, because it's Tommy and, and people know Tommy will do that sort of thing. So it's not, that hasn't gotten, this is the first time I've been asked about it on a radio show all week. Interesting. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Sip, the, uh, as bad as the Northwestern offense is, and it's, and it's terrible, their defense is pretty good. I mean, you go back to last week, they, I don't want to say shut down Wisconsin, but I th- but they held Wisconsin to fewer than 250 combined uh, yards, which is pretty good. I mean, Jonathan Taylor didn't go crazy by any means. Cohen didn't do much business through the air. I mean, he's he's far from an elite quarterback. But Northwestern's defense, as bad as that offense is, that's a pretty strong unit. Hard to run on between the tackles. Um, you got to, I mean. Yeah, they held Wisconsin. I mean, this is all you need to know, really. They held Wisconsin, as you said, at 243 yards. Uh, Jonathan Taylor averaged 4.5 per carry. Northwestern, for three years, has done well against Jonathan Taylor. They, Jonathan Taylor's never, never really, you know, really did serious damage to Northwestern and didn't last week. Northwest, uh, Wisconsin's got a good offense. Northwestern actually outgained Wisconsin in that game. Yeah, it's they have a good player in Gaziano up front. You mm-hmm. know that. Yep. They have a great. They have a really good linebacker in Patty Fisher, who scores ten fumbles, which mm-hmm. tells you a lot. Big two hundred forty-five pound inside linebacker who who is really good in the box, but also goes sideline to sideline. Then they have two really good uh, safeties in J.R. Pace and Travis Willock. Uh, Willock leads their team in tackles, and Pace is a rangy good safety that they play, you know, they play that style where they'll play those safeties deep. They don't miss tackles and they keep everything in front. They make you earn it. So yeah, that's a good, it's a good defense for sure. Also Northwestern, as far as the offense goes, one thing to watch is look at who they've played. Now, if I mean, they've played Stanford, Michigan state and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Stanford's not a great team this year, but they, they're, they're a hard nosed team. And it was on the road. Wisconsin ranks, yeah, on the road. Wisconsin ranks number one nationally in total defense. Michigan State ranks seventh. So mm. if a lot of teams played that schedule, their numbers wouldn't look great offensively. Good so point. that's something to keep in mind. That's something to keep in mind as you go into this game. Let's see. Let's see what they look like. I, I, I don't. I haven't talked to anybody around here who doesn't think it's going to be a really close game. Could be a good one. Going to be a good one. I, I want to go big picture with you and. Two losses already on the season. The expectations that were there, 
the sun coming home and Scott Frost, all these different narratives that were there. Is there frustration in the fan base? Is there a realization this this buildup is going to take a lot longer than maybe some people anticipated? As a whole, where is the fan base? It's hard to, Trent, you know, one thing it's hard to do is speak for a fan base because you, you have a lot of different opinions out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know what the prevail. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pretend to know even what the prevailing sentiment is. I mean, I do think that. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. I mean, I think Scott's probably somewhat frustrated. But I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, the Colorado game was close. Uh, I figured that game was going to be close, and I didn't. And I didn't really think they'd beat Ohio State. In the preseason, I picked an upset without really knowing what Ohio State was all about. So it's really, like I would tell people that are grumbling loudly, it's pretty early for that. I, mean, I, I uh, First of all, they, there's a lot of season in front of them. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I do think people, I do, Trent, to answer, really answer your question, in my opinion, I do think this is a tough rebuild. Um, I think it's going to, I do think it's going to take a while. Um, to, to, I mean, I don't know, it, it depends. Now, it, it all, you know, you get into this conversation of what exactly is Nebraska chasing? Well, first, they got to win the West. That's, that, that's, there's a significant challenge there. Um, but catching Ohio State is, mm. I, that, yeah, that, I mean, they're not going to be that good all the time, as good as they are right now, but that, they're, they never slide back too far. So I think people saw that. They saw, firsthand Nebraska fans saw firsthand what Ohio State looks like and I think that that feels like a daunting challenge to everybody Sip did you see the uh, game day sign shut up Sipple did I see that right <laughs> oh yeah they're coming they're, they, yeah that's a segment you want to show you know so it's a segment we do every day right. so there's a lot of people on the radio show saying yeah, there's a lot of them I mean there's first of all I didn't know how many signs there were period at that at that thing my god there's like a thousand signs. So, yeah, there were some shut up, simple signs in there. Probably <laughs> nice. more than you saw. Right. Um, I saw one. Fine. A lot of. Yeah, there was quite a few, and, and a lot of. Yeah, a lot of people do that lightheartedly, but not everybody does it lightheartedly. Right. There's a lot of people I can see me shut up, but as long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. That a baby, keep writing too. Well, last thing from us, Northwestern this week, homecoming, and then on the road to Minnesota, and you don't have to remind you what Minnesota's record is. The win at Purdue, and sure, they had uh, Sindelar uh, and Moore go down on, on essentially the same play, so they maybe caught a break there with the injury-wise, but Minnesota's off to a good start. It feels like you're in the winnable port portion of the schedule with Northwestern Minnesota, Indiana, and Purdue. Feels like it, but now they have to go out and take business and they'll get their first chance to get Northwestern. Three o'clock, Fox has the game on Saturday afternoon. Steven, I'm great to talk to you as always. We'll do so one week from today. All right, pal? All right. Thanks for having me on and uh, I'll be watching those Hawkeyes. Have a good day. Indeed. Thank you. Steven M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal Star. Yeah, from the press box, I'm assuming, right? Be able mm-hmm. to get that in. They got to show that game that... Uh, Oh, of course. Memorial Stadium in the box, I would think. They'll have that up and running and a way for... Speaking of that, how do you feel about Iowa this weekend? I do not have a feeling. I'm worried about the corners, Trent. And I don't know. I mean, Shea Patterson is not as good as I thought he was going to be this year. I think Michigan's I took a future wager out of to win the Heisman at forty to one. You can throw that one away. Waste of you money. You probably get a hundred to one now, maybe more. Oh, maybe more than that for sure. Um, 
that's that's my takeaway is secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting guys back. Michigan's getting also healthy at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. People's back, and, and that I'm with you. That's the part that really is concerning. This thing can get away. I don't know. Do you think it can? I'm not sure so. it'll get away. This very well. This spot is much bigger for Michigan than it is Iowa. Mm-hmm. You know who's got to have a really – well, you can probably say this every week now that you're in the heart of the Big Ten. Nate Stanley's got to have a hell of a game mm-hmm. on Saturday. I'm not to... sure he's the single biggest key to the game, but he's a pretty damn big one. And we've seen the difference. His first career road start at Iowa State, five touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. We also saw him throw for under 100 yards at Wisconsin. Is it somewhere in the middle? Eh, maybe. Is it like Penn State last year? You're going to lose. Right. Yeah, you're going to lose. 100% right. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe Lee Sterling. In fact, he does have an opinion on this one. Iowa State as well. He's got five games he's going to share with us. He's got his game of the week as well. Coming off a disappointing week. He's going to, got a couple of trends he's identified. We'll get into that with Lee uh, as he joins the program next. Miller and Condon till noon. Joe O'Donnell at 11. Alex Halstead on Iowa State at 11.20. Mark Morehouse on Iowa uh, at 11.40. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 1460 KXNO. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you until noon, busy 11 o'clock hour. Joe O'Donnell on the wild opening night tomorrow down at Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, Alex Halstead on Iowa State TCU. Mark Morehouse will be traveling to Ann Arbor. We'll preview Hawkeyes and the Wolverines with Mark at 1140. Right now, Paramount Sports' Lee Sterling joins the program. We're going to go over some of the games and get his game of the week. Lee, Trent, and Ken in Des Moines, thanks for coming on. How are you, Lee Sterling? I can't complain, but Trent, I mean, what's what's going on? Trent, how did you get married? You have an anniversary. How do you get married during football season? It was on a Friday. It was also during the Iowa bye week, as I am a Hawkeye well fan. So yeah, it but was they move around the bye week. Trent. They they do. It was the one caveat that I put in there. She basically demanded a fall wedding. I said, "You have one weekend to figure it out." It's when <laughs> okay. it falls out of bye week for the Hawks. That well, year. I, I I I went with the honey. I think you know uh, the all the baseball all star break is probably the best time to get married. Oh, uh, good one. That's Absolutely. a great call. I I, yeah. I, I took my. Uh, my my wife and I got married in Las Vegas at a drive through. We never even got out of the car. <laughs> what, what's the date? When's the anniversary? Uh, Ju- no, or July. Should, should get that okay, right. Yeah, look out. Yeah, July. So it works. Anyways, let's enough about right. that. Let's get into game. <laughs> hey, before we get into the games, Lee, couple of trends that you found. Why don't you take a yeah. minute? College football in the NFL trends you're seeing so far uh, after about a month of play. Well, it, it's crazy. It's, you know, people play favorites, and what's going on is. Top 25 teams in college football right now, 49 and 30, laying double-digit points. So people are going to the window saying, you know, I want the Ohio States. You know, I want the Alabamas. I want the Auburns. And and they're covering if they're a double-digit favorite well well above 60% of the time. And then what's happening is they're giving it back offshore or in Vegas or with their local guy because on Sundays the underdogs right now – are a scorching, how about this, uh, 38 and 24. So, uh, wow. road teams also 40, 22 and 1. So it's been, it's been a great, usually, you know, comes back to the norm, mm-hmm. but, uh, if you were ahead of the curve, 
you know, uh, it, it just shows you it's a completely different ball game, uh, college in the NFL. Uh, let's get into some of the games this week. Nebraska-Northwestern, this is a big spot, I think, for both of these teams. Both of these teams trying to uh, turn their season in the right direction. Nebraska, 7.5-point favorite. They will host Northwestern, Lee. And how about what's going on right now at uh, Northwestern? I mean, for the first time in a long time, I mean, you, you guys heard the press conference there, right? Uh, Pat getting a little yeah, fired with up. The, yeah, right. Yeah, Pat Fitzgerald. Um, they're getting them on on them about the game plan and the offense, and you know they they, they got to do something. I mean, they've only scored about fifteen points uh, versus UNLV, so the quarterback play has been absolutely horrific. I mean, this is they haven't been against Division One teams. They haven't been anywhere above. 200 rushing yards or passing yards mm. in a game. I mean, this is you know the advent of, of a wide-open football, and they're not getting it done. The Cornhuskers playing with double overtime revenge. Didn't lose twice, lost twice in overtime. And, and here's the thing with Nebraska. And we now know they can't play with the top six teams in the country, but it doesn't mean they can't improve as the season progresses. And I still think they got a lot of weapons on offense here. I, I think Nebraska's going to feel a little bit better after this one, even without – one of their top players on defense. Uh, let's go with Nebraska here, 31-21. 31-21 in the cover of that 7.5. Another one in the Big Ten. Michigan State goes on the road to take on the Buckeyes. Ohio State has looked maybe as good as anybody in the country. You're laying nearly three touchdowns if you're going with the Buckeyes. Lee, where are you looking at this one with the Bucks and the Spartans? If they're, if you're, someone's voting right now in the poll, in any of the polls, and not voting Ohio State number one, they're just not doing their job. I mean, they were like shot out of a cannon here. Uh, they just don't right now have any perceived weaknesses. And Michigan State defense will present the toughest test yet, test yet for this dynamic Buckeye offense. The problem here for Michigan State is they lost by 20 points at home last year, and the weather was terrible. So it helped them uh, with the poor weather. But their defense last week, I mean, they were just left. Michael Penix Jr., that lefty quarterback, he looked like Steve Young Jr. Uh, playing the quarterback position. And if if he if he did what he did to them, I mean, just look out. Ohio State should be able to do whatever they want. And Brian Lewerke, he's going to have to really be able to run and throw here just to keep him in the game. I don't see it. Ohio State, 45-13. Yeah, another lopsided game. You're right. I totally agree with you on Ohio State. As impressive as anybody in the country. Well, Michigan is going to host the Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes are getting five. Uh, I was unbeaten. Big, big spot for the Hawks on the road in Ann Arbor. Yeah, and, and right now, Iowa quarterback Nathan Stanley. Last year, he throws for 219 yards per game. This year, without lose, he loses two first-round picks at tight end. He increases it to 241 yards passing per game, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Right now, you you watch him; he is flat out better than Michigan quarterback Shea Patterson. You know, we all knew that Sergeant Young would be a nice combo running the football. Now they throw in true freshman Tyler Goodson. These guys are averaging over 6.2 yards per carry. Going to the receivers more with Smith Marset here and Brandon Smith. These guys have combined for 30 receptions and six touchdowns. So. Shows they don't need a dominant tight end, and their defense allowing just 34 points all season. And they they go for the strip, and Michigan right now is fumbling the ball. And, and hey, looks like Michigan kind of cleared up some things last week. But Jim Harbaugh always beat up, you know, the teams that have nothing. He's 22 and one versus non-ranked opponents. That means squat. Now he's playing the big boys again. Iowa gets it done just like in 2016 here. 
30 to 24. Five picks from Lee Sterling each and every Thursday here on Miller and Condon on KXNO. Let's stay in the state of Iowa up to Ames, Iowa State. A three-and-a-half point favorite against TCU. Got that pesky hook in there just over a field goal. What do you see with the clones and the Horned Frogs? Yeah, I don't see a real high-scoring game, but Iowa State minus two last week uh, in turnover disadvantage and, and three trips inside the Baylor territory in the first half with no points. Really did the men's. Uh, they're now just three points away from being undefeated. Two bitter losses. But TCU beat up on Kansas. Kansas last week, they were without their starting running back, Herbert. He's, he was AWOL. And Carter Stanley, I mean, you talk about bad. I mean, he was high, low, left, right. I mean, you're talking about he was late throwing the ball. I've never seen a quarterback so bad in a game. So he was he just handed TCU that game here. Matt Campbell, 3-0 against the spread versus Gary Patterson. Brock Purdy, just better than the two-headed monster that TCU has at quarterback. I like Iowa State, 27-20. So we got the uh, two legs of the all-Iowa parlay this week from Lee Sterling. Let's finish up in the NFL. It is the late afternoon window nationally. Green Bay at Dallas. Great football game here. Three and a half is the number. And and I just think Dallas was was caught last week playing a New Orleans team ready for them. And New Orleans defense was superb. You're not going to see Dallas running back uh, Zeke Elliott have just 18 rushes for 35 yards too many times. It won't happen for a second straight week here. The Packers ground game just doesn't exist. Also, their run defense, they were gashed by Philadelphia. Uh, I, I think Dallas is going to be able to run all over them and set up the play action here. Give me Dallas here. 30-20 to 20 over mm. Green Bay. Well, your game of the week is a Big Ten crossover game. Penn State, 27.5-point favorite. Speaking of gashed, Purdue's roster is gashed, Ooh. decimated yeah. injury-wisely. Uh, if the gang wants more information, Penn State, 27.5 over Purdue. How do they reach you? Just call me here at the office, 800-400-9741. Want to find out if that line is inflated too much, or you know, can Penn State roll like these top 25 double-digit favorites have done the first five weeks. So just call 800-400-9741, and we roll out our most popular uh, different different promotion every week. And this one is one everyone asks for all the time. It's the Baker's Dozen, 13 games, just $97. That's right, not 97 for one game, 13 games combined Saturday and Sunday, just $97. It's an instant download. Just go to ParamountSports.com. ParamountSports.com. Lee Sterling with us this time each and every Thursday. Lee, thank you. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Lee Sterling. So, uh, recapping, he likes Nebraska mm-hmm. to get back uh, on the right track. Uh, Ohio State big over Sparty. We taped our Inside the Numbers show at Mediacom. You went the other way on that I game. I like Michigan serves. State here. Maybe um, second-guessing myself a little bit. He likes Iowa to cover. He likes Iowa State to cover. Dallas. And then his big, uh, what, who do you think he's got in his game of the week? Think, uh, lay the points, Nittany Lions? I think so, and that thing continues to move. Does it? What did, what, it, what did it open at, you know? Uh, I had it here, actually. Just let me find it. Give me a moment. Uh, but while you do that, we can uh, let uh, the audience know if you're in the Jefferson area or if you happen to be listening over in the uh, what was it, northwestern part of the state for Clinton. I mean, northeastern part of the state for Clinton. No, you got to go south. South really? Southeast. My new east. I didn't know. Is it south? Yeah. Yeah. I've been to Clinton. <laughs> How'd you get there? Like, I don't know. I guess I didn't drive. <laughs> I thought it was up by Wisconsin. No, that's Dubuque. Or Prairie du Chien. 
Decorah. What the hell am I thinking of? I swear to God, I thought it was northeastern Iowa. Isn't that terrible? No, it's, I mean, it's, I guess it's in between Dubuque and the Quad Cities. Okay. I guess it's really straight eastern Iowa. It's okay. not south or north. It's eastern. It's Iowa. just eastern Iowa. Well, if you if you're in Clinton, you know where you are, and we can let you know that the uh, Wild Rose Casino they uh, cut the ribbon tomorrow on sports wagering. Uh, Wild Rose does, and they are partnering with DraftKings. So another set of numbers coming to the market or to the state, uh, if you're so inclined. Where'd you find that number? Or do you want me to talk geographics? <laughs> no, we're Geography good. Again. We're, we're good there. I'll open up in a couple of spots at 20 or 20 and a half. And it's all the way up to 27 and, and it's 28 now, pretty much consensus. Holy mackerel. It's bouncing back and forth between that 28 and 27 mm. and a half. That's where you get those early lines. We're going to bounce out of here because we're out of hour. And it's a busy 11 o'clock hour next. Joe O'Donnell on the Wild. Alex Halstead previews Iowa State TCU. Mark Morehouse does likewise. But Michigan, Iowa uh, will be on the agenda for Mark as we take you up until noon. Cardinal baseball plays here this afternoon. First pitch right after 4 o'clock. Game 2 tomorrow about 3.30. Miller and Condon coming back with another hour. Hope you can join us on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.